hereby inform you under powers entrusted to me under section 47, paragraph 7 of Council Order number 438476, that Mr. Buttle, <laughs> residing at 412 North Tower, Shangri-La Towers, has been invited to assist the Ministry of Information with certain inquiries, and that he is liable to certain financial obligations as specified in Council Order RB stroke CZ stroke 907 stroke X. Sign here, please. <laughs> Thank you. Same again, please. Just there. Press harder this time. Good. What is this all about? That is your receipt for your husband. Thank you. And this is my receipt for your receipt. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 91. And my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name is Michael. <laughs> and I'm Mike. Oh, nice. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, uh, as well as the week in film news before our featured review of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Guys, the day has come. The day has come. How stoked were you for this movie all year? Mr. Doctor. I was so stoked. Mr. I was Doctor. very excited. Uh, yeah, pro- I was excited. Professor Strange from director Scott Derrickson. Uh, so you can Who's subscribe. He? Let's let's find you, out. You you don't know who he is? No, we'll find out. He's so. done he's done some cool movies, including The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, that old Keanu Reeves joint. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Or I, when it first came out? Yep, I watched it. Was it one of the last things Jennifer Connelly has done? I kind of like that movie. He did Sinister as well. Um, haven't seen that. He did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. That one was, I believe, creepy. Yeah, he's, he cut his teeth in the horror genre. Uh, so we're going to check his movie out. <laughs> little spoiler, I thought it was fucking amazing. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes. That's what you can do, everybody. Uh, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. What do we got? Guys, what are we requesting this week? In, mm. in, in the review box, we request a recipe from the listeners. Um, do you guys have any suggestions on what's going in there this week? I'd like some seafood. Okay. Some sort of seafood recipe. Like a shrimp kind of thing? I mean, that that's seafood. I mean, Forrest Gump told us there's a lot of ways that you can... There are. If you're, if you're from the Maritimes, there's a lot of ways you could do lobster as well. How about like a... We're not made of money, okay? Settle down. No, it's... Yeah, I mean, lobster rolls, they sell them at McDonald's. What about like, like some sort of seafood jambalaya? <sighs> Yeah, lobster isn't lobster. I would have in all the kinds east, in the Maritimes, yeah. isn't it? What the poor folks eat and the rich kids eat PB and J. Is that true? That's what I've been told. That yeah, sounds like, like complete if, nonsense. If, if you to go me. back in history, not too far. Yeah, lobster was a food for <laughs> poor man's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like prison food. Uh, so leave us your best lobster recipes on iTunes with a five star review. There better be garlic butter involved, or that's the only way to do it. Right? GTFO. Yep. <laughs> garlic butter <laughs> or GTFO. It's, they, they, you do that with escargot as well, don't you? You just drown it yes. in that kind of stuff. I feel like some foods that might be kind of icky and weird otherwise, you just douse them in garlic, garlic. and butter. and just. Yeah. I think everything is good with garlic and butter. I don't, nice. yeah. I don't know about you guys. Um, Chocolate? <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably. I, I, I I, iTunes is the place to go for all of your recipes and vertical viewing five-star reviews. Uh, <laughs> ironically enough, like if you if you want film reviews... And weird recipes that are crowd crowdsourced. <laughs> this is the place. This is the place, guys. Uh, our website is verticalviewing.com. You can go there. You can click the donate button. 
whatever you can do helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. Eating gummy bears. Eating gummy bears. They're expensive. We we, we are yet to buy the 10-pound gummy bear. But those <laughs> things look revolting, man. That would be a rough episode to try and finish that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You'd hear a lot of chewing. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Too. Yeah, so you can click the donate button, which helps us carve a slice off the internet, deliver it into your ears free of charge. Um, it's nice that we get to do that. So Yeah. Thanks. We'll always do it, but we appreciate whatever the listeners can do. Um, yeah. Verticalviewing.com, that little PayPal button. Bitcoin coming soon. Dogecoin, probably never. Right? We'll see what we can do on that. I don't know. It's over, right? The Doge craze is done? No. No? <laughs> Will we accept furs? <laughs> what? We are Canadian. I don't... Oh, cool. Uh, pelts. pelts. Pelts? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the proper term. What about Beaver pelts? <laughs> so we can make hats. Uh, you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. Please don't be shy. Let us know uh, for weeks that we don't have a full review. What What do you want us to check out? What movies should we review? What are some classics that you want us to check out? Uh, some sacred cow... You know, we can just sacrifice a movie that you think is really good. Or if you're Anthony Rapp just, and <sighs> want to talk smack, you could just write in too. Well, yeah. Uh, he's always welcome, as he is. Yeah, he, he does. Put, he does write in. So if you want to be like Anthony Rapp, I I think I heard rumor viewing at Gmail. I heard rumor of the provider bagging a uh, a fresh buck. Oh, that means in. we might get a recipe with some pictures. Who knows, right? Those are pretty crazy, though. I love it. <laughs> vertical viewing at Gmail dot com on Twitter at vertical viewing on Instagram at vertical, vertical at vertical viewing. Uh, Let's get into the show, guys. Oh, sorry, on Napster, at Vertical Viewing. Um, <laughs> MySpace. No, that's not funny. Just Napster. Let's, <laughs> let's, yes, please. <laughs> let's dive in, guys. What's going on, Mike Green? You haven't been here since our last superhero film, The Accountant. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, not a lot. It uh, hasn't been that long since I was here. I watched a little more of Luke Cage, and uh, I think, Michael, you were saying that the last half of the season gets better. Uh, I'm, I'm going to concur with that assessment. Did uh, you finish it, or were you still... No, I still haven't finished it, but uh, getting close. But, yeah, it's but, hard to get to the second half, I find. Yeah, but. well, they, they amp it up a little bit there what, with the uh, actually putting him in, quote-unquote, mortal danger. And whereas, they deal with that in a very interesting way. Yeah, whereas, bef- like, first half of the season, he's kind of like, there's not even anyone that can do anything to him. So, it, it yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, doing that. Um, otherwise, uh, going through Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Love me some Bob's nice. Burgers. Someone was telling me that was a good show. They, <laughs> they opened a, a Bob's Burgers in Vancouver. Yeah, I heard that. Or, or no, I think what it was was there was a restaurant that they were doing as Bob Burgers for like a day, like a oh, Halloween never. thing, maybe. Uh, maybe uh, they did that with maybe. a coffee shop for Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Ugh. I'm, I'm so glad that, that you know that. Yeah. Did well, you wear my, your Uggs? My, my you girlfriend went? is a huge fan of the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, mine too. So <laughs> she's very excited for the relaunch. Has that happened yet, or is that no? Upcoming? That's in like a week or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. He oh, know, he knows. I don't even it's know. The, the the evening has been set aside and claimed on, for that. Okay. So. It's on the calendar. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna right. be as shitty as the Veronica Mars reboot that no one cared about. There was a. What? Yeah. yeah. They made a, they, they they made a, a Kickstarter, Kickstarter movie. Kickstarter movie yeah, for they, that. Yeah, yeah. 
I never got to finish season three of Veronica Mars because Netflix took it off. Oh, well. It's to... a, again, full house. Remember, guys, remember how Full House got rebooted on Netflix? Fuller House? No one remembers that already. Well, well they all watched good, Everybody watched it once. It's and they a good were like, thing season two is coming out right away. Is it? Yeah, Fuller House season two is coming out right away on Netflix. Oh, my God. Great. <laughs> Why? Just what I wanted. I, honestly, like maybe it's my age, but I, I can remember thinking and I probably still do, that the original series was quite possibly the worst <laughs> show that has ever aired on television. Mind you, I don't watch like reality TV, so I'm sure that there are contenders in that genre. Definitely, but definitely. but um, in terms of like sitcoms, I, I think that is probably top echelon of like worst shows to ever air. Well, I that, had, so, that lasted more than one season. So what is... Can I ask what, what are some like top tier like... As we say, or as they say on the internet, uh, God tier um, <laughs> Seinfeld sitcoms. Like maybe a couple more. Uh, I think like family friendly because Seinfeld, Seinfeld's not really family friendly. Why? Cheers! I was a big fan. Why of Cheers. family friendly? Because Full House is a family show. Mm. Friends was was good for a while. I didn't enjoy it as much as the end of their their run, but I mean, the first. There's definitely some good the first few seasons were definitely enjoyable. I, I hope even I wish friends, you guys though, didn't friends say would friends. Have, friends would have come on later. Like I'm, I'm thinking like you talking about like six kid, p.m. kids type stuff, like family fam- ma- family matters. It was it was a kids show. Oh, I see where you're going. Basically, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're, your comparable in the too. silver spoons. Like it was a family friendly show that aired on like TGIF and stuff. Yeah, yeah family yeah. matters would be something else. Um... Yeah, man. I don't know. There Alf. wasn't a ton of good ones. Oh, oh God. Alf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, me, Harry and the Hendersons. I don't know. Now we're just, are we just naming? Uh, yeah, just whatever I can think of. Fraggle Rock. But, but there wasn't a lot of good ones, though, is what all you, I'm saying. What do you got for us, Michael? Uh, I recently started watching The Crown on Netflix, all right. which is oh, the yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, Queen Elizabeth II's rise to power like uh, so i've seen the first two episodes there are 10 it just came out this w- past weekend yeah i saw ads for it it looked interesting uh it's really good it's uh obviously a british production uh, who, who plays liz uh <laughs> she's not she's not actually a i i have never seen her before in my life but i will find out in a second for you while i'm talking about it it uh the first episode it kind of launches things right away like it, it shows uh, Prince, Prince, Duke, F- Philip, Philip, Monta, whatever, Montabond, Montabond, <laughs> like being, uh, well, he was a prince of Denmark or something like that. And he renounced his title. It just starts with him renouncing his titles, becoming a British citizen, and then like getting married to uh princess Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then it goes d- immediately. It dives into King George's illness. Uh, just right off the start. It shows him coughing up blood. You're like, Oh, okay. You're you're down this for is it. Not oh, so good. the sick. classic sign. The only way that you know TV or movies can show that someone's sick is terminal you know, illness. Like cough and then look at the hand and there's blood in the hand. And then right? he immediately just starts smoking a cigarette again. Yes. You know, um, it's Cause, it, it's cause, super well done. It doesn't waste any time. Uh, the writing's good. All of the acting is fantastic. A little weird seeing Matt Smith not as Doctor Who because hmm. um, he plays Philip, the Duke of Montauban or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so Claire Foy is the actress who plays Queen Elizabeth, and apparently she was in Season of the Witch as the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Remember her? Have you seen Season of the oh, Witch? Oh, the girl. <laughs> the no. Nick, Nick Cage witch hunter movie. 
Oh my god, it's so bad. Oh, well, yeah, it's Nick Cage, right? Oh my god. Although this goes to show that being in a shitty movie does not necessarily mean you're going to have a terrible acting career because she does a really great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what the? What else has she been in? So this is on Netflix, right? It is a Netflix. And how many episodes are there? Uh, there are ten. They're an hour each. Okay. Uh, so far, first two episodes are great. Check it out. Like it's a really good drama, and I, you know, us being in the Commonwealth, I don't really know a lot about. Queen Elizabeth II's story. Nor should you. Is there a lot of drama going on back in the... Like, like Queen Elizabeth doesn't seem like a... Like, she came... Like, after it was after the World War... It was like, after was, World War II. Right? It was like... It was 1958 or 52? Uh, so 51 or 2. Sort of just like the the, the, the the slow come down after World War II. She's just been relaxing. And uh, it's interesting because John Lithgow plays Churchill, Winston Churchill. And so he's elected a second time to be the Prime Minister. Uh, he's all, he he goes through this crazy physical transformation because he doesn't. I don't think he physically put on a shit ton of weight, but the way he carries himself, and he like sort of pulls his head back to get the double chin going, and he's got like probably a bunch of layers on under his suit to make himself look huge. He pulls that off really well. I'm impressed. That is acting. <laughs> Gary Gary Oldman is doing it as well. I guess yeah. you guys probably saw, yeah, that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that image looks nuts. It, it feels like every actor's sort of dream, like when they get old. Well, you got to play Winston Churchill at you some hope. point. You hope you get the chance. Like that's your when you when you got a big gut and you're sort of getting on in years. That's sort of like the role, like the the plum role. That's true. Um, he he pulled a nice. All right, that's the prime minister cool. speech thing in hmm. episode two, like the the God save the queen thing when she becomes the queen. Uh, is this like really good more or less or the same excitement level as something like Downton Abbey? Uh, my girlfriend who's watched Downton Abbey religiously and I've seen like mm-hmm. two episodes said it's like Downton Abbey, but like better. Oh, so a couple okay. steps up. Okay, cool. Uh, that's, that's a, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Positive. I'm sure my parents are all over this already. It's if not. Yeah, it's I'm definitely sure. worth checking out. I, I do have one more comment about it. Is there like a single studio for Netflix that does all of their opening themes, uh, like the the, the credits? It's like everything else? Well, it looks it's it's actually a lot like Daredevil's opening credits, where there's wax melting everywhere. They're all Just the like same, you would imagine. Dude, all you would imagine same. that yeah. Queen Elizabeth II, like, but it's, <laughs> and Daredevil would have. <laughs> I, know, but, I know, right? Westworld <laughs> has the same opening credits. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It, it's all about these sort of like like moving montage, stylistic deals. looking toy versions of things that are like well, close-ups and depth of field and like with, very the, trendy. With, the, with the credits going over each frame and you have like some weird ambient electronic cover of some fucking 90s hit song like it's yeah like the melting honestly i love daredevil's daredevil's opening the melting wax forming figures i thought it was blood i think it's wax i thought it was blood because at the end of the end of the first season there's the, all the blood uh, I think it goes the, with the whole Catholic thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, like, and uh, but the crown, it's it's molten gold, like it's showing the crown sort of man. being formed. This sound like this sounds really cliche, and I've seen it so many times right now. The opening, yes, the show itself is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Red. I only have one thing. Okay. Besides uh, another big movie that yeah, yeah. we might talk about another time. Whatever. Um, I found a really cool book. Uh, it's a graphic novel. Uh, it's called The World of Adina. It's a 2016 collection of Mobius's work. Mobius. Mobius. You know, <laughs> the M and the O-E connected thing. <laughs> Jean Giraud. Anyways, um, this is super cool. 
uh, it was it's humongous, um, and it's got some really interesting literature that goes along with it. So I was reading into it. It started in 1983. Uh, Citroen, the car company, asked him to write a little uh, short comic about their new car, the Traction. Or I don't know how to say it. Traction, maybe. Man, they were doing all Pretty sorts good. of marketing back in those days. Yeah, they, we'll try what anything. How, how cool is that, right? Yeah. That you would think to contact this like pretty awesome French artist to do a comic strip just for circulation within your company. Anyways, uh, he says, you know, just in case I'm not inspired, I want to cut it down. I want to only, only do seven pages. And they're like, okay. He has a meeting with a couple other artists he wants to involve, and it blows up. He works for half an hour, and he has the storyboard for this massive thing. He's been in like a trance writing and he stops and looks up and they're like, this is your seven page comic. And he's like, yeah, forget it. I'll do it myself. (laughs) (laughs) And he writes this massive, massive book. Um, It took him a long time. It took him years and years and he would come back to it over and over at different times. All of it in this one style, though, he calls it uh, Ligne Claire or Clear Line. Um, It's really cool. It's about these two characters, Stell and Atan. And uh, they get, basically get to go to Eden and uh, they stop being sub- subjected to uh, the like hormone and diet treatments that space travelers are subjected to. So they start to like experience human emotions and like sex and all kinds of stuff that they haven't experienced before. Sounds like some young adult shit. It's not at all. <laughs> it's very adult. Um, but it's <laughs> handled in a very simple way. It's it's very much about the the art and the visuals. It's uh he it's kind of weird in that it definitely con- connects a lot to um Jean Giraud's uh discovery of a raw food diet. <laughs> because <laughs> like there's a big part about the characters like discovering that they have to eat the food on the planet that they're on and they're like no weird we've been eating bio simulated food for so long this idea is disgusting but then they try they have to realize that food that tastes maybe food that tastes good is we're supposed to eat it and food that tastes bad is poison and then they start eating good food and they get really healthy really fast and I'm not that far, but uh, the the car looks awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> when was this written? What, uh, like, so starting in 1983. Okay. Um, and okay. for years he died in uh, 2012. Um, and so these were all collected and uh, released by Dark Horse. Mm, fuck. Special the Library of Mobius. Collection. So so before there's going to be two more things <clears throat> I think. But but uh, before you watched. Uh, if I may, before you watch Jodorowsky's Dune, mm. w- would it be bold for me to say that you did not know anything about Moebius? Or you just, you had seen his work and weren't familiar? I was, it, I really loved uh, Heavy Metal. Like, really, really enjoyed the movie, and there was a lot of cool stuff going on in the magazine, but uh, I didn't yes. realize that, <laughs> yeah, there there was, uh, <laughs> there was some, some topless babes. Yeah. In the magazine, for yeah. sure. It's crazy. Um, but I didn't realize that that was uh, Mobius and his bros until very, very recently, actually. But he he had nothing to do with the film, or did he? Well, he Humanoids, like the company that 
worked on all of that was his company. So it would so have he, been, he, he, he did work been, on... He would have had a hand directly The heavy metal movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, guys, I watched I watched some crazy shit. My, my main review this week is a huge one. Mike Green already knows what it is. Uh, but I watched a couple other cool things, Half-Baked, whatever. <laughs> Literally you know, or you're the movie? The, you got to rewatch Half-Baked. It's kind of a fun movie. Okay. It's, it's charming. It's, it's, it's stupid. You should watch it every, like, five years or so. Uh, Dave Chappelle's hosting SNL next week, so you throw on Half-Baked, so. And who's going to be the musical guest? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be Tribe Called Quest. It'll be Fatboy Slim. Damn. Yeah, that's actually a pretty banging show, and yeah. unless they drop the ball, um, <laughs> which is well, you can probably, watch it just yeah. just for the Dave spots and for the music, and then turn so the rest watch off. The whole thing, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I also watched. I might have thought, I might have mentioned this on the show before, briefly in passing, but I watched a documentary called Sonic's Gate, which is on YouTube. Uh, it's free, obviously. It's a documentary made by this foundation for the Seattle Supersonics, who no, which no longer exist. Oh, uh, so it's not about Sonic. Yeah, so because the, the Supersonics were basically stolen away, kind of, uh, but the city wasn't willing to pay for a stadium. There's a huge hubbub, and hence the word gate, which I hate adding the word gate to anything just to make like, oh, there's a controversy. So at gate. Hmm. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, what if Watergate never happened? What I know. What would people call shit? Yeah, what would be like deflate gate? What would we do, guys? Um, but anyway, Sonic's Gate is the story of how the Seattle Supersonics is essentially the story of the entire franchise from the 1968 World's Fair when the team was like given or like part of that whole package of acquiring the World's Fair. Uh, an NBA team was given to the city uh, up until 19 or 2008. Which coincided with me moving to Vancouver. You ruined it. I arrive in Vancouver in July of 2008, ready for the NDA season coming up. Like, man, can't wait to go down to Supersonics games. And I look at the schedule, Aww. and it, they're already in Oklahoma City. So if you're not familiar, the Supersonics don't exist anymore. Now it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and the story of how this all happened with... Um, Howard Schultz, the Starbucks uh, CEO and founder. Magnet. Magnate. He he bought the team and mismanaged the shit out of it <laughs> and essentially got hooped by these, like, lying oil barons. It's, it's the most, like, to me it makes my blood boil for the people of Seattle who had their team taken away from them. Uh, th- these, these literally, like, oil, like, tycoon dudes from Oklahoma City came in and bought the franchise when it was in, you know, dire straits looking for a new ownership group because the building they were in was subpar. The Kingdome in Seattle, I don't know if you've ever seen it, is this weird, like, teepee-looking thing. It's no place for an NBA team to play. It's like a weird pyramid thing. It's super weird. But apparently it's a good arena, but it's not good for um, franchises that want to make a lot of money by putting up a ton of shit around the stadium. Like, oh, because it's oddly shaped. Doesn't have a lot of advertising space. It doesn't have a lot of <laughs> venues for retail, and oh, okay. it's not so, highly visible. No, they're like built into all stadiums now. Is like hundred like a mall. It's like a mall now. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a commercial space, and you just rip people the fuck off throughout the entire building. Uh, and so, like this place wasn't a viable be- like building in the NBA, like in in the market of all the other teams. So this this basically like this ownership group from Oklahoma City was like, 
Yeah, touch the nose. We're totally going to try to keep the team in Seattle. Totally. And then all these emails that are passed back and forth of like, we're going to fucking take this team. We're going to Oklahoma City. We're fucking doing this, guys. Brutal. It's a back if, if room you, if, garbage. If you don't like sports, it's still a really compelling movie about what it means to be like a fan uh, of a team and what that it really focuses on what a what. What, what kind of an economic and cultural value does a sports team have to a city? And what is gained or lost if that is taken away? Um, and whether or not the taxpayers of a city should be footing the bill for, you know, private industries to build these giant billion-dollar arenas and stuff. Yeah, like should uh, should arenas be infrastructure? Should they be, like, tax right? dollars? Yeah, should, I mean... Should the NFL get tax breaks? The thing, like, no. It... it People argue that you know there, there, there's there's a part where they focus on this uh, this foundation called People for More Important Things, <laughs> which is kind of a natural place where you think the movie's going to go. It's a great documentary. I really do recommend it. Um, and and it's just sort of about how money gets mismanaged, but every like drop is important, and we shouldn't be spending shit on fucking stadiums and stuff. Um, yeah, Sonic's Gate, everyone. Cool. Well, that, that actually reminds really me of that. Uh, what was it in Texas where they built this like ridiculous stadium and then realized that they didn't have any money to build these elementary schools that they desperately needed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, cause they didn't give a shit. Like Texas, like yeah, football, football, football. football. yeah, no, for sure. Um, so what I did watch this week was Brazil. Ooh. Oh, finally, from director Terry Gilliam. So am I the only one who hasn't seen this? Yes, I've seen it. This film, yes. I think. Okay, so what, what, what? Quickly, what do you guys think of this movie? Um, it's weird. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It's not my favorite Terry Gilliam movie. No, it's not. I think Twelve Monkeys might be. Yeah, well, that's cooler. hard to beat, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, this monkeys? thing, this thing set the table for Twelve Monkeys and like a ten thousand um, other movies. What was yeah. the the recent one? Um, Jupiter Zero S- Theorem. Zero yeah, Theorem. Yeah, that movie's. I actually really, really like. I, I know. Zero I know you do. This I, Brazil's way better than that bullshit. I still think it's Adventures oh. of Baron Munchausen for me. Yeah, I, that, I really yeah. dig the, the Baron. I, I, I mean, I want to see. I haven't Time seen Bandits. that one. I, I, I really, you haven't seen Time Bandits. I, I'm not a big Terry Gilliam guy. I never really. That's like as a kid though you see that and it scares you. Um yeah, yeah, scars sure. you and scares you. He's like his his work is sort of like I bounce off of it sometimes like he he is a very like impenetrable director sometimes. Yeah, did we did we ever record um Zero Theorem or did we do I think we might have done a pre, you know, splice like cast on it. Yeah, cuz I, I remember di- uh, like we we had differing uh opinions. Because of your your dislike for Gilliam, because there's there's a song that opens up in Brazil that I had no idea was actually from the movie. Um, it's it's in a lot of trailers. It's in tons of different things, um, and it's like the sort of like accompaniment to like the whole way that the offices work with people passing papers around in this you know bureaucratic dystopian society. Yeah, is that it? It's weird, eh? Right? Yeah. This song's amazing. It 
it's incredible. Like to, and to open the movie like this, it it's so many things try to rip this off now with like, oh, you live in a bureaucratic nightmare. So if people haven't seen Brazil, futuristic movie about Jonathan Price working in this paper company that just moves papers around. And that's what every se seemingly every single company on earth just, just moves papers. Just moves yeah. papers around and signs things and stamps things and looks at screens with little magnifying squares. Love that to death, man. It's a great commentary on the whole uh, financial business world. I think mm. they just move money the market. around. Yeah. 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 Um, no nobody does fisheye lenses like Terry Gilliam. He loves it. Would you guys say like yeah, we're, we're in fair. on these characters and it's fucking freaking out all the time and the film opens with like a bug getting like squashed onto a piece of paper which leads to like a clerical error. So the, essentially the whole story of Brazil is there's like a like a typo in one of the paperwork because they're so focused on like doing paperwork properly. And there's a, there's a when there's a typo, like everything stops and people get like murdered over it. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the police come to the wrong place. There's ducts everywhere, guys. Yeah. There's just like air ducts everywhere. I, I'm not sure what that is supposed to mean, or I don't know. Uh, do you guys have any clue what the ducts mean? <laughs> oh, you're asking about details that I no long forgotten. Um. But I love when you're at the restaurant, you can't even order your food unless you say what number you have to... Like, I want the steak, but it's like, no, you have to say, like, number seven. You have to say the number. Uh, it, there's, like, some Birdman, Gods of Egypt shit going on in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Alex Proyas. He's flying around as this bird dude, yeah. saving a damsel in distress. Um, from, was it a minotaur that he was saving it from? What was it from? I can't remember now. Do they even show what, what she's in danger from? They're like these weird, like, they look like out of the Dark Crystal or something. Like, the, I don't know. <laughs> this this movie, I can see why people, like, don't like this movie and just jump off board. Because yeah. it, it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, towards the end when a lot of stuff is, like, perhaps in people's heads and stuff. And, like, it just goes off the rails. The scenes with the masks, like, at the... Like wearing the torture masks with yeah. the baby faces oh, yeah. and stuff. And what am I remembering about buildings just erupting out of? Yeah, yeah that's the, the dreams, earth. though. Yeah, yeah, that's and dream. that's uh, at the bottom of those buildings is where these weird demons are crawling around. And um, yeah, I, I didn't really like the obsession with this woman. I didn't really care about him finding out who this chick is. I more wanted to know like what happened to this dude they accidentally kidnapped and murdered because of a, <laughs> a literally like a typo, a typo on a typewriter. Um, but the, the, this movie still holds up today, I think. Like, the special effects are unbelievable. Like, better than movies from, like, the 90s and 2000s, some of it. As um, a story, do you... How do you think this is I in comparison to, like, 1984 or uh, A Brave New World? I mean, it's it's the bureaucratic, comedic version of it. It's like a grungy Stanley Kubrick thing. Like, it feels like Jim Henson... <laughs> mixed with Stanley Kubrick or something like that. Do you think it's more or less uh, approachable than them, though, with your, your how you feel about Gilliam? Like, it's super, like, double. it's a double Black Diamond, man. Like, it's long, too. It's like two it hours and 15 minutes, it which is, is hard way too long. Like, you cut it 40 minutes off, 30 minutes off this thing. Um, like, on a visual level, this thing's a landmark. Like, it set the tone for how sci-fi movies were made and how dystopian, like, it's it's probably one of the best dystopian movies ever made. Like in terms of like visualizing a shitty ass future. 
<laughs> um, That's a fair assessment. Everything holds up there, but like I don't feel like the story holds. I don't know. Like I do have some problems with it, but the torture scene and the shootout and stuff at the end, like there's some fucking awesome stuff in this. Um, like the movies that inspired like Pi, I, I think of, and like The Fifth Element. And like Dark City, and like even Batman, 1989's Batman, like all this stuff feels like it's coming out of Brazil or something. Had some influence there for sure, yeah. And Gilliam sort of feels like he he's trying to remake Brazil every time he makes a movie now. Now that you've seen Brazil, yeah, like I saw. Oh, this is where it all like it all starts here, hmm. and everything is sort of like he's trying to redo that, like Zero Theorem and Twelve Monkeys. Um, yeah, and even Jupiter Ascending, which he's just, he's in that as this weird dude with all these magnifying glasses coming out of his head and shit. <laughs> There's a part in Jupiter Ascending where they go on this big, long, bureaucratic, like, <laughs> yes, the, like, 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 I've so repressed, that was, that was I've, actually, I've like repressed that movie. That was actually my, one of my favorite parts of the movie. But it's so stupid, though. <laughs> they go on this, like, breadcrumb trail, like, following, like, oh, you need to get this form. You need to get that form. And it's, it's, it's probably not funny no it? it's not mila kunis and uh channing, channing, Tatum. Tatum. channing cumberbatch or whatever uh, <laughs> they're like stuck in this stupid bureaucratic world and it's exactly like it's it's i guess supposed to be brazil i don't know there's so many things that that are stemming out of this movie uh even like today yeah brazil is crazy i can't believe it took me so long to watch it mm-hmm. uh anything else guys i got nothing no that's all i got yeah um i think that is it for me should we check out some actual news or some, some fake news maybe or some old Ooh, let's play fake or not with the what news. you want to do like you the do, weekly world news yeah you like, just say something and we'll uh we'll guess if it's real or not bat boy found westworld um <laughs> I, I don't know if we we have time to talk about westworld maybe probably not ah i got a few minutes not everyone's in on it i'll have to put the old earmuffs on oh okay. yeah yeah We'll have to, I guess, basically wait for this whole thing to finish off and then... And then review yeah. as a whole. Well, yeah. There's, what? There's 10 episodes, probably? Yeah. Yeah. So we're on... This was six, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm on six. I'm on two. <laughs> and where are you? Uh, I have seen four. Okay. Yeah, we'll convene when this whole thing is done. Uh, for now... I've got some theories. Yeah, there's crazy shit, guys. It's almost like not even worth it to go into all those until we know what this whole thing's about. It feels like it's a lo- there's a lot of people going to be pissed off because they wasted all this time theorizing. But you should write down your theories so that when it's done, you can go back and, and go, damn, I knew what was up. Sealed envelope thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, be, yeah. be transparent with that. Yeah. Tweet us yeah, yeah, yeah. and let us know your theories so that you have proof cool. when your friends try and call you out. All right, guys. Let's get into the news.
Hello, Mark. So what have you been up to for 20 years? Choose life. Choose Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hope that someone, somewhere cares. Missed you, mate. I missed you too, Spud. Choose looking up old flames, wishing you'd done it all differently. Do you still take heroin? No. And choose watching history repeat itself. Hello, Franco. Simon. I'm home. Choose your future. Call the police. What shall I say? Just tell them we're dead. Choose reality TV, slut shaming, revenge porn. Yeah. Choose a zero hour contract, a two hour journey to work, and choose the same for your kids, only worse. And smother the pain with an unknown dose of an unknown drug made in somebody's kitchen. And then take a deep breath. Yeah, so there's some stuff we can talk about this week. There was news. Like, the, the earth rotated, things came out of the earth. Like, things happened. Art, things came out of the earth? Yeah, art, art sort of seeped out of the ground, man. Art cool. seeped. Yeah, motion pictures, as it as you would call them, seeped up through the dirt. Is that how they're made? Yeah, yeah that's where they yeah. come from. They grow. Yeah, you grow them all this time. They grow on hot dogs. You know, hot, hot dogs. Hot that's dogs grow Hollywood's on hot dog trees. Hollywood is along a fault because that's where they bubble mm, ah, up. Just spews out. I mm. see why there's so much shit now. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So we got the first trailer for T two Train Spotting. Ooh, did it? Yes. What did you guys think of this thing? Excited. Really good. Excited. 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 It it really it really threw me back to the first one in like a major way. It's mm. a very good trailer. I haven't seen it. I've seen the teaser from a while back. No, you gotta watch the whole trailer. You haven't seen the full trailer. I haven't seen this. No, Ooh. it's quite good. Check it out as soon as you can. Yes. Yeah. As as soon as Born Slippy by Underworld comes on, uh, and then he starts saying like you know choose choose, choose face, life choose Facebook choose Twitter choose Instagram. Is this a a novel? Like the first one was a book, right? It's Irvine Welsh. This one is not re- technically based on. Isn't it porno? I don't think it's technically based on porno. I think it's about, loosely based on porno. Is it, it not? It might be. Which is the the sequel to Train Spotting about yeah. sick boy becoming a porn star? I think. Is, okay. Oh, well, crazy stuff's happening here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this thing looks. I, I I hope this thing's not just like a remake of Train Spotting, which it kind of looks like. It might be really like hitting you over the head of like remember these moments from the first one, like a Star Wars kind of. It might be. No, like, it's not the gist I got. I think it was just bringing back the characters, but I don't think they're necessarily going to remember this. They might Force Awakens this shit. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, there was a, a scene in the trailer where they were talking about the stuff from the first movie, was there not? Like, they're just like, oh, man, remember when this... Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe in my head it just played. No, but... it, it, it looks great. It's just it looks like they're going to really touch on all of those things that you loved about the first one, not really move it forward. I, I hope they do. But it's not really that crazy these days to have this indie movie about heroin addicts in Edinburgh. Like, How much later is it? 20, 20 years. It's literally, it, it's 20 years. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's off the junk, yeah. hello, I guess. Hello, yeah. Mark. Where, so where have you been for 20 years? Something like that. Yeah, they're actually like probably sober now. And then they get into this new drug. Some weird fucking, 
homemade thing. It's reading a, reading the the book Train Spotting it's incredible. was awesome because you learn how to speak. It's um <laughs> it, like it, it's written in, in, in an a, accent. In a brogue. It, it's the kind of thing where you pick the book up. If you pick up the book Train Spotting by Irvine Welsh, you you open the first page, you actually think that it's in another language. It does take some uh it's getting used to. It's written yeah. It's written the way that you would phonetically spell out some guy with a thick Scottish accent like, talking. Yes, thick. But it, but like the, the 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 words that are on the page are like what you would hear them saying, and just who cares if you know how to read this or not? But by the end of it, you you sort of know the language, and you in your head the the running monologue in your head is a Scottish guy. It's yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, T2 train spotting looks like this is going to be a home run if if all goes well. Um it's an incredible trailer though, I will say. It's really well done. Like one of the best trailers I've seen in quite a while. Um <clears throat> Red, I have a uh, Well, there's the Wonder Woman 2, like the second Wonder Woman trailer, yeah. The second Wonder Woman yeah. trailer. Yeah. I liked it. This this feels like She's got a great theme song. You cannot deny yeah. that. It, it feels like Zack Snyder's all over this one. Really? I don't know, it dude. Could, I it could watched go bad. it. I, I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, was, the trailer I think is good, but yeah. I think there's the, the, yeah, real that's the thing, right? The movie that, that's is exactly be it. Garbage. The, uh, can, can they pull a full movie out of what we've seen in the trailer and have it be like concise? <laughs> the bright colors and, just threw me off on this one. It's like, oh wait, there's color in the DC universe. Neat, not all washed the, out and the gray. Bright blue on the in the ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I don't know. I'm hopeful. Some of the action looked really cool. It still looks really bland and forgettable and chunky to me. It looks a little too much like Captain America: The First Avenger, except you know, in World War One, in World War One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still gonna go. Uh, I'll go see, see it. it. I'll see it. It still looks like it could be a, a fun action movie it already looks way better than batman versus superman well yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if it looks better it looks better the tr- it's like if i asked you when the trailer for batman v superman was out you would and and you had this i wonder what you would That's, if you had them both side by side well like before liter- seeing either. literally speaking <laughs> the, the wonder woman looks one is be- better. looks better because <laughs> yeah, okay. gal gadot yeah yeah that's a good point there was, there was a, there was a $3000 uh, action figure of her that yeah, I, saw I saw for that. sale that looks like a real doll. Like I can't. No. Oh, those, <laughs> yeah. those would kind be of, ten, ten thousand. Kind of a real doll if she was like, you know, a foot tall. Uh, yeah, like maybe less than that. Like, uh, like twelve, in- like seven inches, like a like a mini figure. Uh, I liked the humor in the trailer. Okay, because it, it does look like it's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, the little secretary bit. Yeah. Well, and when she does the well, she's going to be when, sassy when she does the lunge and kick in the dress and stuff like that at the end. Yeah, how do you uh, fight in this? Yeah, uh, I thought that was all really good. I love her theme. It just seemed very tacked on with this trailer. Like it didn't go with anything that I was watching. It's like okay, here's this here's this trailer with a different type of music altogether. Then then the trailer ends. Yeah, they're like tribal <laughs> drum. Okay, guys, and like the music's very tribal, but it's supposed to be like some Greek. People are gonna people eat it up, man. I think people really it's a good theme. it gets people going. It's a tribal, you know, sort of it's Amazon it gets me. Amazon. It's a primal thing. Um, the Dark Tower got delayed until the summertime. Red. What, what, what do you think? Why? What? I, I didn't see this. I'm okay with that. They moved Jumanji to the they can, Christmas season. They can yeah. move Jumanji. 
like ten years down the road. <laughs> I, can, I yeah. care not. They moved Jumanji and replaced its summer release date with the Dark Tower. Well, the Dark Tower, I would rather you delay and, and work do on the it. best job you can. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this is a difficult well, thing to adapt. Doesn't this bode well? Like July is typically a pretty good month. It makes for a lot. It makes movies, a lot. Right? A lot more sense when i was making the schedule for the old vertical viewing podcast i noticed that the dark tower was going to be released in february yeah that's bad it didn't really like deadpool was an exception here bad news yeah because it was a great february release but usually february is shit and that's a bad look right and red and i watched this trailer for the dark tower that was oh yeah yeah the 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 bootleg it was the roughest leaked it was, unfinished one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's the roughest cut of anything I've ever seen that has been leaked online. Yeah, I can remember sending it to you. You're like, oh, I sent it to Red. And then, like, literally right after you said that, you're like, it's gone. It's already gone. It's amazing that we, we actually I saw got it. To, I saw it once, yeah. I, yeah. I have I have it shared on <clears throat> Google Drive, which is how you got to do it. Yeah. You download it, share it that way. So... This movie I could see it doesn't it doesn't even feel like it was even close to finished. It's not like I don't I don't think they're picking a better release date um because they want to make more money on it. Um I think they're not even done. Like I think it's Yeah, it's just it's that's they, fair. they've they got all the special effects to do. Yeah. Is and there's probably going to be quite a bit. Uh, is it is like Doctor Strange, imagine. they're jumping through fucking realities and stuff. They're All right. I don't know. There's I don't know what they're going to do. It this member this trailer show that they're going to be doing some different things so um so you thought this was a good one michael fassbender's playing two different people in alien covenant i wish this didn't come out but i i guess it doesn't it's not a spoiler i, I didn't it? i saw the headline but i didn't read it because i kind of wanted to go black on it but now i'm kind of curious well how, like I, how is, he, is he's playing what? he's gonna Double? be another there's gonna be another one of the android v- models mm-hmm. and it just means that we're not going to see just a head i with guess numi rapachi that's actually probably do we do we know how to say her name no. No. she's not in it rapace good she, she's not in it okay what um yeah, I thought they went back to having her in it. Uh, well, I think she's probably in like Flash. She's she's not in the protagonist. Like, she's not in the lead uh, of anyone in the you know sort of main cast. Huh. Um, but there was going to be some question, right? Because she left with just his head. It's you're yeah. probably right, though. It's I mean I, that's a good and, that's and a good call. He's Fassbender like, is awesome. He can carry a movie. So the more of him, the better. I feel like Prometheus. Like they didn't really know how good Fastbender was going to be in that role. Like, well, and and that David, like that was sort of like a, like an unexpected hit, you know. Yeah, with yeah. like that's a lot of people think is one of the best parts of a flawed movie. Maybe right is like his performance and his really, character really good, yeah. is one of the better things maybe of the whole Alien universe. So perhaps give, give me more of that. Um, Rami Malek is going to play Freddie Mercury. In the Queen biopic. Yeah, I saw cool. this. All right. This was going to be uh, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, for years I think, and years I and think years, that right? would have been a home run, to be perfectly honest. So but, he, but he wanted it to be like... Mr. Robot R- is going to be like the flamboyant, amazing stage presence song and dance man that Freddie Mercury was. Like, I can't... I just can't imagine just wait. Elliot, Mr. Robot. Well, just wait till he puts in his... Uh, Mouth prosthetics. And yeah, when well, he has the big teeth and the mustache and the sparkly cat suit, and he is just yeah. out there screaming He's away. He's going to prance around the stage. Gets to show his range a little here. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this it's, it's from uh, Brian Singer. He's taking a break from X Men movies for a while. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. If you want, go ahead. Um. <laughs> so. You, you guys like the 80s, right? Like, the 80s are, like, probably the, the coolest thing right now. Like, if you have a... I was only there for half. Well, if, if, if you have, like, a company and you're making media things and products, you're like, you want to channel the 80s right now, which is what Stranger Things is basically all they're doing, which is why they hired Sean Austin and Paul Reiser for season two. Um, <laughs> and Sean Austin plays, uh, a, like, a, I think a... a he went to school with Winona Ryder and the other guy, the cop character. He works at the local radio shack. Uh, <laughs> and then Paul Reiser plays like some evil dude who works for the company. The government. Who, who's trying to like exploit the thing. Like it's totally his character just... from Alien and uh, Rudy. And or I'm thinking maybe like Encino. Goonies. Yeah, Goonies or Encino. Could he just be grown up, a grown up Goonie? Yeah, maybe. Why not? Just throw it in there. If he has the asthma inhaler and everything. They should do that. Um, they should totally do that. Have an asthma scene. <clears throat> but they're just, they're going so 80s on this that they're hiring, you know. 80s the, actors. Like Winona Ryder, that's not an accident, right? I mean, maybe it is, but like that's. Well, I think there's more to it than just the casting. Like, um, but she, that said, she, she these hearkened. are characters beloved from that time. Right. Or sorry, actors. Yeah. Um. Paul Reiser. Yeah. What the fuck has he done lately? Hey, I'm mad Whip- about you. He's in Whiplash. I said lately. Yeah, he was oh, the yeah, dad right. in Whiplash, right? So he took a hiatus and came back to acting? He's actually not bad in it. Yeah. Um. So there's a Batman script fiasco. Do you guys know what's going on here? No, Brett, what? Brett Easton Ellis um, like, apparently said too much and then said like he walked it back because like it blew up on the internet. You, you guys don't know about well, this? Well, no, I heard that no. I heard that he said something that was basically him r- taken as him saying that the Batman script is shit. Yeah. But then he's like, no, that's that's not what I said. Like, I don't have any idea. Like, this is... I, uh, I'm he, not, he's I'm not writing saying, this? So can you straighten this out no, for us, Scott? I don't, I don't think he's involved. I didn't... Yeah, I wasn't aware which, he was which involved. Is why it's not, a, which is why it's an issue. He because, said he was at a dinner with some producers. Yeah. Um, and they basically, the producers essentially admitted that they, like, the script is terrible for Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Is, and, and is, they, is and, Affleck writing this too? And I directing it? Maybe, yeah. Okay, okay, I don't trust any of those producers, though. Maybe it's a exactly, great script. Exactly. But they said that the script is terrible, they know it's terrible, and they don't care that it's terrible, because the movie's gonna make uh, a ton of money in overseas anyway, and they, they their first language isn't even English. So they don't care what the story is. But but my first thought on that is that these are probably the same people that greenlit the bullshit that we've gotten so far. So in reality, what they think is shit is actually probably good. Mm-hmm. That could be true. And this is very early on. Yeah. So Assuming any of this is actually true. Maybe the one gold nugget we can take out of it is that if they don't care that it's bad, then they'll leave the script alone because yeah. if anything, we know that multiple rewrites a la Suicide Squad. Yeah, it does nothing for the project. Yeah, never, <laughs> never helps with the finished product. Uh, I mean, it's just like another case of how dire everything is. With Doctor Strange coming out this week being like a huge home run with like critics and audiences everyone seems to be going home 
pretty happy with it. Like DC is just like it's in a fucking tailspin. Yeah, like, over at Warner Brothers, they're like, Fuck! which um, le- leads me to the they're just the, scratching their heads like they have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like w- like another story this week is the director of Dope. You remember the movie Dope from last yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 I do. Rick Famuyiwa, the director of that movie, was on to do The Flash. He took off. He's done. He's backed out of The Flash, which oh. is like the second director to step down off of The Flash movie. Hmm. This whole thing is fucked. DC is fucked. Has problems. And then well, Marvel is going to have three movies next year. They're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is going to dominate the box office. People, oh, yeah. did you see Little Groot? The audience oh, flipped when he made that their little, shit when they made saw a little, little sound, too. He wasn't just <clears throat> like, I thought they maybe added that since the first time I saw the trailer and the second time, Groot made this little, like, baby yeah, Groot. Like, oh. People are going to lose their shit. All and then those you have Pop Dolls. Spider Man Homecoming next year, which is going to just dominate as well because people think, love Spider Man. That's going to do well. Yeah, because people, oh, yeah. people love Spider Man. And you know, I'll, just to comment and on then that real Thor quick Ragnarok, which yeah. is going to oh, be yeah. probably amazing. That's uh, going to be um, good. I, I, Jen just watched uh, Civil War 2. And she's not a comic book movie person at all. Like, she kind of dislikes them a lot. And even she was like, I really like this Spider-Man. I really like Spider-Man. He's young. Yeah, he's, it, it, he's perfect. He's like li- they did an amazing job with what the they did with, were real. with Spider-Man. I mean, I, I, can't, I could not ask for more. So my hope limit for like homecoming is way high on this i think it's from the director of cop car which is a film that i fucking love from last year that movie was dope um yeah kevin bacon yeah amazing movie um and two kids (laughs) it's a sick movie uh johnny depp is going to be in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them sequels. Sequel, yeah. They're we, doing five? Is yes, this true? Yes, we can Yeah, we can endure those for many years to come. Well, uh, I mean, we'll see what the first we one hope does. They're good, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've I haven't disliked any of the Harry Potter movies, so I'm surprised that it took Johnny Depp so long to get into <laughs> one of these movies. Right up like, his alley, right? How, yeah. Why why wasn't he in a Harry Potter movie as one of the teachers? Before. Yeah, yeah, like there's so many roles that are just like built for Johnny Depp. What is that the Megazord? Yeah, there's shots of the Megazord that hit the internet. I've just put it on our vertical view, uh, <laughs> our uh, Instagram. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, the Megazord looks kind of cool, although it doesn't look like I can see the other Zords in there. Did I just derail us? Sorry, guys. You certainly did. <laughs> um, there's also the trailer for the Young Pope. We we just checked that out. Did you guys have any? Uh, it looks interesting. I like Jude Law. Yeah, I like Jude Law. That's yeah. The only thing is that I I like Jude Law. I'd be hard pressed to actually like off the top of my head think of something I did not enjoy Jude Law in. I'm yeah, sure he's, he's got something that I wouldn't really, like, but he's really good. Is this going to be some sort of dark look at like some pope that murders people? Well, shit, it's or is a bit be, crazy, like a bit. I think like, it's going to be hungry. It's going to be an interesting look at if religion were to revert back to as powerful as it used to be and how they used to run the church. Would it even mesh with today's society? Is kind of what I'm getting from that. Oh, I thought it was a real Pope Pius, and it was just going to be like one of the power hungry ones, like the one that invented being called His Holiness. Really? Oh, it could be. Yeah, it's interesting that he's American as well. At least it sounds like he's. Do you know that anyone can be Pope? Yeah. Like yeah, some one of the guys. Do you have to be a man? Room. Do you have to be a man? 
Um, I, I believe. Think, I, I bet you do. I'm currently looking probably. for another job. So. Otherwise, it'd be a popette. If you tell the uh, cardinals next time they gather that you want to be pope, you put your name into the <laughs> list, they will consider you. For how long they consider you, <laughs> that's up in the air. Well, I think they'll find refreshing how much I dislike their religion but still want to be, <laughs> be the leader of it. This guy doesn't believe any of our... <laughs> Uh, tenets. I don't subscribe to your dogma. <laughs> but I will lead your people. Let's put him in charge. So it looks like, like Donald Trump. Uh, the Young Pope is a mini series. It doesn't look like it's a full t- like series program. It's probably going to be like yeah, six episodes. It's like a short-lived thing. Probably going to skip this one. Coming to HBO. I'm going to check it out. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I probably will miss it too. It just looks like an interesting fuck you to Christianity. I'll maybe. jump in the trenches. Red. I, I thought. I thought you like. You know. Give yeah, it, I don't know. If, finger. I don't know if this is going to be anti-religion. I think this is just going to be like. I think it might make the this guy Catholic Church look pretty bad. It's going to be about pious. What doesn't make the Catholic Church look pretty bad? Yeah. Let's be honest. Anyway, guys, do you have any Hacksaw other Ridge? Do you, do you have <laughs> any uh, any other pieces of news? Any other tidbits? That you want to share? Any stories of the week? No. No, I just put the pickup of the Megazord because that was my. That thing doesn't news. look... It looks weird. weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, transitioning from the Megazord into Doctor Strange somehow. Doctor Strange Zord. Is that a thing? The Mr. Doctor Zord. Okay. <laughs> Looking at the world through a keyhole, and you spent your whole life trying to widen that keyhole, to see more, to know more, and now, on hearing that it can be widened in ways you can't imagine, you reject the possibility. No, I reject it because I do not believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. There is no such thing as spirit. We are made of matter and nothing more. You're just another tiny, momentary speck within an indifferent universe. You think too little of yourself. Oh, you think you see through me, do you? Well, you don't. But I see through you! What did you just do to me? I pushed your astral form out of your physical form. What's in that tea? Psilocybin, LSD. It's just tea. With a little honey. So that was a clip from Dr. Strange. A former neurosurgeon embarks on a journey of healing only to be drawn into the world of the mystic arts. Dr. Strange was directed by Scott Derrickson and it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong, Tilda Swinton, Mads Mikkelsen, and Benjamin Bratt. As a, yeah, in a little that, ca- in a that, little cameo that came out of su- nowhere, a little surprise. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys, this was a super anticipated movie. It's 
Marvel needs some sort of fresh, you know. Yeah, they did need to fresh character. refresh the whole. Let's hit some. Let's let's do some new shit, right? Guardians was you know already two years ago, three years ago almost. Yeah, that's hard to believe right? actually. And, wow. and let's and have Guardians. some. Let's have some funky shit going on. Let's get some psychedelia into the some really crazy visuals like the comics were crazy so yeah um i was talking to mike a couple of days ago after he saw the movie mike green here yeah uh <laughs> and and he told me that i guess not to my surprise it shouldn't have been that dr strange was kind of aimed at all the tripsters and funky guys were doing guys and gals doing acid back in the 60s like that is yeah when they first when they first brought that comic book out that that was definitely a market they were looking at was those kids, those wacky kids and their acid. So yeah, a lot of the panels were very looking psychedelic. Yeah. Expand your mind yeah, and stuff. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't Green Lantern like that too, with all the different colors for the emotions and stuff like that? Uh, possibly. Uh, I, I can't comment okay. on that specifically, but I know for a fact that Doctor Strange was. Yeah. Um, so let's go around the room. This is a big anticipated movie. Uh, Mike Green, we can start Hi. over there. Yeah. You come in for the comic book movies. I do occasionally. Uh, what did you think of Doctor Strange? Really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And, and um, like I, I know personally speaking that um, I, hear, <laughs> I hear you complain a lot about uh, 3D movies. So when I got out of that theater, like I think it might have been the very first thing I did when I powered my phone on was text you and say, you got to see this in 3D. And I, I, I did. I know, but I, you weren't sold on the idea at first. You were still, you rebelled at the idea initially. <laughs> he's not a fan of the 3D. No, he's not. As but, our longtime listeners will but, know. But this, this is most certainly a movie that should be watched in theater and in 3D. I think that it it uh, it benefits greatly from the three D aspect. I'm not so sure. No, I, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know that the some of those you know city bending scenes and the multiverse stuff. Uh, I mean, visually, it's going to be impacting you either way. But are you, I think are you it went over the top being in three D? Are you thinking about what it's going to like? How it's going to hold up on home viewing? Is that your I think it'll still hold up. Yeah. I just think that being able to see it in 3D makes a difference, and I think it's it's worth the price of admission just for those scenes. And on top I'm, of that, I'm you get a you get a good film around that. So it's it's win win. Yeah, nice. I, I'm pleased. Okay, Mike Lind, I really enjoyed this film as well. Um, the effects, as you've already said, are. Just unbelievable. I oh don't. My God. I don't think you need to see it in 3D, but no, I, I definitely. I think it's it's adds, definitely a bonus, though. It, oh yeah, for sure. It really ups the enjoyment factor. I think. Um, I really liked the way magic was done and portrayed in this film. Yeah, I think this might be my favorite portrayal of magic that I can think of off the top of my head from any movie that I've ever seen. I, I especially really liked the line uh, from the Ancient One. I uh, Tilda Swinton talking, like explaining it to Benedict Cumberbund uh, <laughs> that, you know, we call them spells, but if you want to update that, you could just call it a program. Yeah. Tapping into how the universe works. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a neat little nod saying, well, you know what? You just don't understand. I mean, you don't have to call it magic. It's just something that we're controlling. You're just manipulating energy. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, 
Arthur C. Clarke's quote where any significantly yes. advanced any sufficiently advanced technology would like be magic. indistinguishable from magic yeah yeah they dropped that in thor as well it seems yeah. to be a reoccurring theme guys yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that it was a lot funnier than i expected it would be yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so to boil it down it's kind of like iron man magic iron man magic iron man because dr strange is very sim like He's very the Stephen character. Strange is very similar to Tony Stark in many ways. Yeah, super rich, super Hubris. smart. Yeah, yeah uh, super conceited. Oh yeah, and they both have to overcome something. Hello, yeah. hello origin story. Yeah, they both get taken down a peg. But their quips are very, very similar. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to see the two of them just start going at it on screen at some point. Like just Tony, can you imagine Stephen Strange and Tony Stark just? sarcasm each other and mm. equipping each other that's gonna be amazing but because then, he is a neuroscient or neurosurgeon right so he's pretty yeah. clever well yeah. and he's got a photographic memory which is how they explain why he learns so quickly he learns the programs so overall the I, programs <laughs> the programs i thought it was uh a bit of a cookie cutter template like it is an origin story had a few twists and handled things a little differently in the climax than most movies do which i appreciated uh, my big complaints. What are my big complaints? Probably, like if there aren't any, don't make any up. No, no, yeah. I'm not. Ma- I, I definitely had some complaints, and I was just talking no. about the good stuff, and it just left my mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it because yeah. I, I have a couple things to pick at, but oh, nothing major. No, the, the big one I have is the passage of time. We don't really get a good sense of how long he's at this. What's it called? Shabalba, Kathmandu. No, Shambhala was the the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> right. Come on. Shambhala. <laughs> um, we don't really get a good sense of, of time, how long he's gone. Like, he, he just goes off. Well, doesn't she Enough to get it? some gray hair well, at he's the al- old he's, temple. He's always he's got had a gray hair, though. streak at his temple. He's always yeah. had that, though. Like, right in the very first he probably scene. Probably got that in the accident. No, he totally had that when he was operating. He had the nice green, uh, oh, okay. streak going. I think they were smaller though, and they they grew, they slightly grew over the movie to di- to dictate the passage of time. I mean, we see him, but we digress. With a beard. <laughs> we see him with a beard. We see, like, I just want to know how long it took this guy to become so good at magic. Um, clearly, he's, but he's, he's an, clearly he's an adept, right? Like he excels very quickly. Yeah, but he yeah. still obviously has to study for quite some time because as uh, the Sorcerer Supreme says, you know, she's he's like, how do I go from, from me to you? And she's like, well, how did you learn to, or how did you get to be a neurosurgeon? He's like, years of study and practice. practice. She's like, well, well there you go. Okay, that's yeah, so so how, she she said years, well, for the neurosurgeon thing. like, But he's a natural. But I, he's like but the they, Sidney Crosby of magic. But don't they have that, that one even. scene in the hospital where he sees an old friend and that comes up? I haven't seen you in years. Does she say years? years. No. Yeah. When Does you she appears, say years? Where have you been? I thought was all she said. I don't. Yeah. Wait, well, okay. Maybe. I, I don't. Maybe. I don't think we actually got a, a timestamp. Okay. As to how long he's been gone. That's just a nitpick of mine. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, a yeah. big deal. But um, Red, what do you what do you think of Doctor Strange, man? What are your thoughts? You I have loved a, it, man. You did. I, yeah, it was super sweet. You just saw it today. I just saw it. I'm still flying high. Okay. From <laughs> this movie. So are you still marinating on it? Uh, it I it? am still, as I remember things, you know, I'm going, yeah, oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's awesome. No, but uh, but truly, uh, Cumberbatch is a strong actor and you, 
that does a lot for a film. You know, you don't want to have to rely on your main main character, but in this one, he does such a great job, and uh, he's surrounded by uh, other great actors like Tilda Swinton. I think is great in this, uh, even though Chiwetelji Force character, I think was maybe not as necessary in the movie. He still did a good job. I mean. My, but, but I think he's a setup for well. That's, well, that's my, true. my complaints are very minor. I mean, I think there are stinger issues. I think <laughs> there are stinger issues. Yeah, we can, can we can get into that in <laughs> in spoiler territory. Uh, we no, we actually that's have, not a problem with we, the movie. We, we no, actually we, we have a separate segment after the spoiler territory, stinger territory. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I really loved was uh, how doing magic. It's kind of cheesy and corny, and like plays into our. Western sensibilities where, you know, magic, when you, when you do magic, you see, uh, these sort of like Asian mandalas appear, which of course, these, these geometric shapes and, and I love and the squares yeah, and, and like diamonds, lotuses and diamonds and, and flower shaped yeah. geometric patterns. Yeah. Less re- geometric than Asian inspired. I felt though. Yeah. It's yeah. the kind of thing you see on the, te- on the floor of a Buddhist temple. To me, it's like, it looked like the kind of stuff you see in like, Video game, like in Witcher Three, like in it looked very much like the final, beginning of uh, Final Dirk Fantasy, Gently's like like summoning holistic yeah. detective w- agency. When you're playing uh, an RPG and you're summoning stuff, and you, oh, you yes. summon a shield, and like sure. and this energy, you know, this weird hexagon pops up. Oh yeah, we've we've been commodifying. Uh, it's great Oriental culture for years. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this movie does a lot of that. Uh, Why? Didn't they say there was a, a explanation for Tilda Swinton being a Celtic woman as the ancient one in this? But we didn't get one. They mentioned that she's Celtic, which makes yeah. it even more kind of like even more awkward. Like, you, oh, so she's, she's not even Asian at all. Like, yeah, she's yeah, super but, old and she's from. But I liked that. The islands. Because the, the, the reason, I mean, I don't, I think we discussed this at some point on a different podcast, but they. The original character is a Tibetan monk that can't do that because a huge market of Marvel's income for movies like this is China, and they're not going to let that happen. So and, they couldn't have had like an Indian ancient one. Well, they they were in yeah, that was what I thought. They were in Kathmandu. Yeah. And well, you, agreed. This, this is the issue, I guess. But she would tell Ajifor could have just played the ancient one. Yeah, he could have. I don't know. Right. I, I just think the internet made a big thing about make it. Make it Malik. Yeah, right. The internet did make a big thing about it. I, I think it, the movie stands on its own perfectly well. Like, I don't, mm. you know, to, it, to me, it feels like more of a fantasy. Like, he, he goes to Kathmandu, which is kind of just feels like a fantasy world of, of especially once he enters this, this, you know, strange temple of people training to do magic. Like, this isn't the real world anymore, really. Well, it's very much like this... Uh, yeah, it's kind of almost. I don't want to say uh, offensive, but like it's <laughs> it's like a clear case. Like in in uh, school, we called it Orientalism, and when you just need something other, and you know, Kathmandu is just this handy dandy place that the writers were like it's exotic. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like this is exotic enough that people just don't know what it looks like, and we can use any kind of architecture we want. Yeah. It can be Tibetan, it can be Chinese, it can be Japanese, it could be Indian from any part of India. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it just gives you it free feels, reign to be uh, mystical. Kind of Batman Begins-y a Mystic- little bit. Yeah, yeah. well, Batman yeah. Begins was very much Orientalist as well. 
Like, yeah. This is this They're is stealing, a trend like, in Hollywood. Like ninja and samurai like motifs oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so we're, we're kind of getting off track. I think we still love the movie, but there are I, I, these things still need to be brought up, I guess. Yeah, I think it's yeah. important to recognize yeah, that these are certainly. present. Certainly. But I look past them and for sure. geek out over how sweet this movie yeah, was. Yeah, and, and that's what I think is the amazing part of this movie is this movie's kind of a miracle in a lot of ways. I loved it. Loved the shit out of this thing. Uh, it, it feels very much like it overcame a ton of obstacles. Hell yeah. Like, like as we were just saying, like these sort of semi-political issues and ways of depicting entire cultures, things like this. Um, the movie just completely like exceeds on its own merits despite those things. And the same thing with like Benedict Cumberbatch as a character in this thing is amazing. Like the, the the character of Stephen Strange is so incredible, and the way that Benedict Cumberbatch just brings him to life, and you you manage to not hate the guy, a miracle. You know, I I don't know a lot of actors who could have done that. Um, so like on on all the levels that you want a movie to be dope, this movie's ticked all the boxes. Is so good. Like performance wise, like all of the action sequences are insane like probably some of the best in any marvel movie um like and that's pretty impressive when you think about the fact that these fights all involve straight up magic mm -hmm. and you're still feeling like you know what's going on um yeah it's it's this movie is something you can recommend to people tim said way back when we did the event uh, avengers age of ultron review uh, he said that the, the reason why he thinks Iron Man is still the best out of all the Iron, all of the Marvel movies, and I because it doesn't feel like a comic book movie, and this doesn't either. Doctor Strange doesn't feel like a comic book movie. I could recommend this movie to anyone looking for a fun fantasy sci-fi movie, and they don't need to know like, oh, you wouldn't even know this was based on a comic book, you know, until you see something of the cape and stuff. And I totally agree with you, and there's even small touches that that. Um contribute to that the one of which i noticed uh right off the start was at the beginning we didn't have the flipping pages and the marvel i hate the new logo by the way what do you guys uh, think of that it's totally different like i mean the uh, new marvel it's a totally logo? different impact it takes too long and i the, don't I like how it shows I, all the I'm images so I, yeah. I have, my first but, note here is about the flipping pages I'm, but, i already missed them this is exactly what you're talking about making it not a comic book movie they're marvel studios right they're stepping away from that marvel comic book like branding towards something more cinematic and if you want more of that, then, you know, this is Marvel Studios is what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like it's, the new logo. I, 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 I'm going to go against the green. The music sucks. No, I liked it. The music sucks. I, I like it, too, for the main reason that uh, I think they felt they needed to say, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that's come before. None of it is Batman yes. or Superman. Oh, <laughs> we're like, we're yeah. not that studio. Yeah, yeah. okay. They're, they're like giving you these little flashback reminders. I loved the flipping pages. I, I know, as you said, it, that, that is a dead era. No one, Well, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not the Marvel comic. Totally. And, and the other thing I, I kind of like about that is that it reinforces the idea that all of this is happening in the same universe this is not mm -hmm. a standalone thing this exists i mean yes in the movie they, they've got 
and I actually really dug it. The shot of the Avengers Tower in the background a number of times. As it folds in and stuff. Yeah. Just, just being in the city cements that this story takes place within that greater universe, and I, I really appreciated that that yeah, yeah, shot yeah. is in there. Yeah. Or, or shot, uh, and, so. and then in, in the opening credits, you see, oh, there's Captain America. You see all these other recognizable faces. Yeah. Um, but as for this movie, the opening scene, as soon as we get like into the movie proper, um, like shit starts hitting the fan almost within the first, I would say, 30 seconds of the movie. And shit starts folding up and wrapping I, itself. I love in that because it, it, it immediately immerses you in that world. Like you're just, you're pushed in the pool. You're in. Like you're getting, it's like a baptism by like a fiery. Yeah. You get the ancient one showing up like Ung. Super badass. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bald and crazy. Yeah. We know immediately, like, time and space in this movie are going to be, like, completely fluid. And just, like... The rules start getting laid out pretty quick. um, And then we transition right from that into, like, a medical drama. Yeah. Dr. House. Oh, man. I thought this was really cool because this is another situation where Marvel is kind of playing with genre a little bit. Like each movie, they're kind of trying to dip into a little bit of a different entire genre of movies like Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, Spy Movie. Uh, Some of the Iron Man movies feel like almost like comedies, just like straight up just comedy films. Yeah, this one was weird. Like it was a weird juxtaposition that, that, that hospital. It mm-hmm. was like uh, trying to shoehorn in some Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and there's like a kind there. of a dramatic sequence to open the movie where you see a, like hubris is like underlying the whole thing where he's casually just naming off, you know. It's like Dr. The, House who becomes the, the, a superhero. Yeah, he's like, I can pull a bullet out of this guy's brain. Like a guy who was just, by the way, legally declared brain dead by some mm-hmm. asshole out there five minutes ago and while I'm doing I'm gonna name you like oh that's the Doobie Brothers 1973 album you know like he's so smug and he's the best and his hands are steady as fuck because he, he can he never be a fully eye. realized human being until he stops being such a prick yeah <sighs> and that's what we're here to see yeah um but yeah it's, it's like I was into the medical drama. Like I was, I haven't watched a medical sh- TV show or any medical. Like I was, I was getting into it. Well, I, you knew I, from I the trailer that his hands were going to be destroyed oh. pretty quick. Well, it, it just that that opening scene where he's doing that surgery. Just it just expertly sort of, I guess, establishes Doctor Strange as like an unparalleled, um, like genius. In his field, yeah, yeah. his hands are his uh, like, his uh, livelihood. Yeah, like seemingly like superhuman precision and skill as a surgeon with his hands even before his transition into a superhero he's already like a superhero of his own um and then what what do you guys think of the car accident oh dug it dude so intense really well well done there's there's this disclaimer at the end of the movie that says like distracted driving is dangerous yeah really like like, that don't text and drive yeah um yeah yeah the car accident scene it felt a bit like like light and cgi heavy but it's it scared the shit out of me 
which I guess is what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Well, he's got he's such an arrogant ass. He's like, I'm driving this super fast car passing on a windy mountain road, and I in can totally rain. look. No, and at as my phone of course it's and, raining. And as he's doing it, the things he's saying on the phone are like he's turning down all of these. Yeah, he's being operations only because about what surgery to do, and and only because of how it's going to make him look right. Yeah. yeah. He's turning these different surgeries down. Yeah, like for example, he gets offered an old lady, and he's like. He knows that the odds of her survival are all. All the guy says is he's like an eighty-six-year-old lady with a blah blah blah, and he's like, "What? What? And ruin my perfect record?" Next, yeah. One of the things on the radio or on the phone, uh, one of the the calls from the guy is uh, a girl who's been struck by lightning. Mm, yeah, and apparently that is Captain Marvel. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Karen, Karen Danvers? Carol Danvers? Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah. Cool. Kind of neat, right? Cool Easter egg. Kind of neat. Um, but yeah, this film really moves almost too quickly, at least in the first 10, 15 minutes. Do, like, do you guys think we get enough time with Stephen Strange as his pre- yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want yes. them to waste any more time yeah, with establishing the, then backstory. The, then the movie becomes too long. This movie moves at a great clip. Like, I, get, I agree. It's under two hours, which is unbelievable yeah, for a Marvel rare, movie. Pretty rare yeah. these days. Hmm. So I'm okay Very with economical. that. Very lean. economical. Yeah, I, I'm never going to fault a movie for being, you know, tight and lean and stuff like that. But I, I felt like, like Benedict Cumberbatch as this character was so good and convincing and great. I wanted him. I wanted him to sort of breathe in the movie more and just allow him to play the character in his natural state for a little longer. Like literally, we get like like eight minutes. Of of him playing Stephen Strange as as he is, uh, I guess as he truly is, is who he turns out to be. Maybe more concentrated doses is a good thing, though. And then when we get another movie, it will also be well, excellent. Seeing him or deal the- with the fallout of the accident was was really great. So we we had him at the top of his game. It's like okay, cool. I know what this guy is. Like all we needed were were those few scenes where he's being an asshole, but he's amazing. To seeing him just brought down yeah like to the lowest point he's ever been yeah like trying to hold on to everything he had spending it, all of his money to it, fix his hands it works yeah. so beautifully doesn't it like to, to see his hands it, we open with that shot or we, we cut to that just shot of our hands seemingly with the stabilizers with all of those metal pins in it yeah. what have you done yeah his first words like immediately he wants to know what's going on with his hands yeah what did you do to them um, and, and you know the implications of that because, you know, most people who are lucky uh, and haven't had horrific injuries or birth defects, we all have hands, so we know how important they are. Mm. And to a surgeon, like... Who just eyeballed pulling a bullet out of someone's That's, skull. like, on a different level. We get some helpful exposition of, like, uh, you. it took some time to get to you and the golden hours of uh, nerve damage had passed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So they can't like, be reconnected. Oh, so okay they don't just look bad he's gonna have the shakes they're they're fucked yeah um can't feel anything so all that does allows the movie to sort of um like it does such an incredible job of investing you in his intense like dedication to regain the use of his hands in his former glory like you as much as he as he does want him to get back to that because you can put yourself there in like if you were really good at something um, and it was taken away from you in that way, like you would do anything that you could to get it back. Well, especially obviously. when that's all that defined him. Yeah. Like, that was his entire identity. 
yeah, you, his hands. You, you really do get the sense that it's his ego more than anything that's driving him to heal himself. Like, it's not, um, like, his obligation to save people's lives. It's more of his, like... I need to be the best at this again. No, it's he, he definitely feed ego. His, it's feeding his god complex, right? The fact, like the fact that it's ego is is made clear by the way that he interacts with uh, his girlfriend. You know, when when she says like maybe it's time to give up, and he says um, something about like, well, maybe it's time for you to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some line before that where it just cuts deep, you know, and then she's like, yeah. "Here's where you say sorry," and then here's where you leave. like yeah. he's he's a dick. All of this, like he's he's an asshole. Who doesn't? You get the picture that he doesn't save people's lives, like for their benefit. It's it's actually for his it's own. All for him. Yeah. yeah. Like like saving the lives of his patients is like a like a cherry on top. Well, the doctor like, thing is like his vanity, garnishing his god complex. Yeah, it's his vanity. Well, he always he, demands he, that he be called doctor. They're just points. Like he he has a record. He's like a boxer. You know, he's like a heavyweight, like a hundred and zero. Throughout the film, he's always demanding, like, he. Ne- that's one thing that he never loses. He's always Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. I'm not Mr., I'm Doctor. Except oh. when he's Mr. Doctor. Yeah, and, and guys, all of this, and, and he remains, like, insanely likable and charismatic as a character. Like, did yeah. you ever stop liking Benedict Cumberbatch or the character he was playing in this? Like, no. to me, not even for a moment he did really I... cool. I, I, that's really something, I think, to... To still, you know, not be a dick, and and I think a lot of car- like actors would come across like you have to be a likable actor, which is why Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Like people have to love you as a person to love your character. You, you as have well. to have a certain charm, definitely. Yeah. Tom like Cruise, Tom sure. Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man. That uh, would have sucked. That would have been oh, awful. Like, would have been really weird. Like, now people hate the guy. That would have been so weird. The chemistry between Edgy of Four, Swinton, and Cumberbatch is incredible in this film like just the lines that go back and forth between those three characters uh yeah they're all pretty heavyweight aren't they it's like the well it's like the that their um relationship really carried a lot of the film for me because it's so playful between all of them but also tilda swinton does the motherly thing very very well it's like okay you know what you're you need to stop being such a prick and yeah it's just when she leaves him on uh, mount everest it's like okay he just needs a push he would have <laughs> suffocated, by the way. Um, well, he almost did. Yeah. Suspension, just please shut up. <laughs> but all of this, though, I can't help but wonder what um, Ethan Hawke, who was originally going to do the role, uh, really? I, I, I can't. I can't help but wonder, like, what he would have done. Because I, I think I could be crazy here. Call me crazy. You probably are going to. I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch at some points is is. I, I feel a bit of Ethan Hawke in his performance. I could see actually Ethan Hawke pulling this role off. I thought it was awesome, and I thought it would be really cool for him like in his career. I could um, see him overacting it. Yes, I, I agree, but I could still see him pulling this off and then in the right wa- direction. Joaquin Phoenix was also one of the other considerations, which would have been Whoa, unbelievable. Um, but Benedict Cumberbatch... Like, I don't think he's got... I don't think Joaquin Phoenix has the frame, like the physique... Even Maybe he, not. Like he's just the wrong size, and uh, who was the other one? Um, well, Ethan Hawke was Ethan the, the Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Strange again. I don't think. I think it would have been. Yeah, I know. Strange. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like stra- exactly. Like precisely. Strange. Like odd. <laughs> oh, doctor. Per- doctor odd. 
Mr. Odd. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I have a theory. I hate doing this. It seems like everyone's sick of theories right now. Westworld fucking going crazy. Um, Lay it on us. Give it up. The theory is we get to the old lodge, the pagoda, the weird Katmandu sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. Everyone's training. The uh, There's a name for them. but She gives him, the, the ancient one hands him a thing of tea and he says this is really good tea and then and it's at that point where she punches him in the stomach and then Doctor Strange flies out of his, his physical astral self his, his, his astral self flies out of his physical self and he gets to sort of look down upon his body an out of body experience as it were um, and then he gets sucked back in he's like what did you do to me it's crazy um, is there psilocybin in that tea is there is there acid you know LSD she's like it's just tea so guys is there? And this whole movie is just a hallucination? No. No. Okay. Well, we can, pretty, <laughs> can pretty clearly not. Why not? Why isn't the rest of this movie... Some of it looks actually like a 60s album cover with those weird big molecules and shit. Yeah, because yeah. that's beyond... Everything is connected. It's just one, <laughs> one, uh, one being. Um... Did you guys like the Sanctums? What did you guys think of those? I thought those were sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Really cool, and that he gets to have the one on Bleecker Street. <sighs> yeah, the world building's kind of neat, right? Like, you can imagine these these safe houses scattered around the world. Like, you might, oh, man, down the street, there's a Sanctum. And, like, the window, is the like bay a- windows that go to different, like, you turn the thermostat, but you actually <laughs> go to different places that in was the Ill. Earth. I really dug that. So cool. Um, I do have to say, and, you, like... <laughs> These guys look like cosplayers running through like downtown New York and shit. Like when they're doing these fight scenes, running past cabs and well, Kaecilius's eye makeup looks like a hummingbird. Oh man! I was like, why does the like god of time look like a hummingbird? Not time. Well, they there all is ha- no time there. They all have or weird. He was outside of time, he yeah. was. Uh, the I dark dimension. Their eyes. That was it. I think their eyes are supposed to be floating in some weird like space dimension back there. Like it's like. It's, like, it's like the root, the throat of a hummingbird. It's terrible. Um, Actually, that's one of my complaints. Mads Mikkelsen had like one good scene. He, he was fine and everything else, but he didn't get a lot. He was just underused. Yeah, he's pretty useless. And and the Marvel movies continue to have extremely weak villains. Other than Loki, Loki's really good. I liked Mad Mikkelsen. I thought the character was fleshed out well. I thought his motives were well explained and made sense yeah, I he's oh. yeah I, I didn't have any major problems with him I, 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 thought with the, I thought the eye makeup was a little eh, but I think character wise and like as terms of like a bad guy disposable bad guy because let's be honest it's a film you got to have a disposable bad guy that someone's got to get sacrificed or die at the end yeah for the that's first just, one that's just how these go down um I think that that as a bad guy it was uh a good character. Like, it helped to introduce the universe because he's and he's another one of these guys. He's a former student who was really yeah. good. You know, he he learned quickly and he just went bad. And we're following sort of the next one. And, and not even that he necessarily went bad because I think his reasons for for trying to do what he does, which we find out near the end. Yeah, um, we find I, out I, much earlier, don't we? Um, sort of well, midway like through, what he explains him himself. down his path. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I thought that that was all well written, and in terms of like motivation for the character to do these things, made sense to me. 
So I I thought he was a, a great character. I really liked it. Hmm. I think Michael and I uh, just I thought, got schooled right now. Well, I, I think that because he had that great scene when he was in the weird like bondage spell thingy. I love that. I so um, love that. that crazy trap. That yeah, was, that was so cool. That, like that that was good, but we didn't get a lot of it. It was like out of Hellraiser or something. <laughs> we, we didn't get a lot of him. Like we had that he had a great scene there where yeah. he got super emotional he talking did. about like you could see the he's wheels crying, turning. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's crying under his uh you know, cat, uh, Broadway cats makeup. But I still think his his motivation was weak. Yeah, I thought it was very weak. I did not at, at any given moment I couldn't tell you what he was what he, he wanted be- and what he was trying to but do. But he felt it was because he felt betrayed and because he was betrayed, that made him disillusioned with everything. Like not yeah. just, not just his the teachings, but like reality. And he was just like, I want a different one. Yeah, I want to go to one where there and is no death, there is no life. Everybody, there's just one. It's the same. Yeah, and we just all merge yeah, our. So fucking boring, his, man. He was trying to save the world in his eyes. Well, he was trying to change the world into but to, this, but to, to save it, unified consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very neon Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get the the scene where we have. I thought it was kind of an interesting action scene where the like the setup is basically Rachel McAdams. Is, is operating on Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch has been hurt. Doctor Strange has been stabbed. Oh, when he comes into the he hospital. he comes into the hospital. This is not spoilers yet, folks. Uh, <laughs> this was very unreal. Like, this scene was ridiculous. You can't just walk into a hospital. Well, and he's, he's Stephen Strange. He, he, he owns the whole he, hospital. He didn't dress like Sub-Zero he didn't when he strolls in, in he didn't, and he's like, he didn't give walk, me an operating room. He didn't walk into a hospital. He came out of a broom closet right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Still the, the, dressed like Sub-Zero. They're, they're in the operating <laughs> theater and then the astral projection bursts out of him and then essentially there's an an astral projection fight sequence in the operating room yeah. around Rachel McAdams yeah. as she's operating on Strange's body which was I pretty guess, cool right I, it, it, I think in concept it's really cool I don't know if they pulled it off as well as I wanted and, and there's you can't make these floating apparitions look anything like it looks no, silly they look like Casper it's it was, silly as fuck guys I'm sorry Casper the friendly ghost how do you not do Christina it Ricci. How, exactly how do you not make it look Scott Adkins was wasted in this because he's a really good martial artist like that guy uh he is one of the minions yeah he's the guy he's fighting in that he's in a bunch of terrible movies but he is really good with the physical stunts and he's just floating around (laughs) like okay you couldn't have had a a cool fight scene with (laughs) ghost fights yeah and and i guess the interesting part of that is that the the effects of this ghost fight are are spilling over into the real world but they're very minor rachel mcadams is getting bumped around and she's getting she's she's sort of you know bumping and bumping and grinding uh, in the uh, third dimension it was i don't know if it was pulled off as well as it could have been uh, again, it looks kind of silly. You can't avoid the Casper. Hit me again. <laughs> you can't avoid the Casper effect here, yeah. man. Um, but everything leads to the main set piece of this movie, which is what everyone sees in all the trailers, where the cities are spiraling into oblivion and turning inside out, and they're f- it's basically yeah. Inception times a thousand yeah. mixed with the battle that takes the place Matrix. in the mirror dimension where. Uh, Kaecilius and his minions are actually more powerful. <laughs> I love um, that. They can't change anything here. Yeah, but they're more powerful. <laughs> like, oh, mm. shit. Yeah, a little bit later, <laughs> this was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, 
what did what did you, did you think this felt like just an excuse for them to fight in an, in a reality where the the public was not at, uh, in danger? They create this mirror dimension, which is sort of like just a training ground, right? That's kind of no, but that's no. also where they store stuff. Like she explains, if if I could show you what what else was here, you'd run screaming. Okay, remember, like the, so, but it it, it serves a bit as of a prison. It serves as, well. as a place separate from our reality where you can fight and and we won't be hurt and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? Seemingly, like, she I, says it's allegedly that it's uh, it doesn't affect things here. But I like to believe that we're going to come to find that it does, in fact, affect things here. That's fair. It's not that it serves that purpose. It's just that that's what they did when they discovered the mirror. Dimension, that's what they use it for. Like, yeah. yeah, that's one thing they do. Um. I felt like the, the 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 context and the greater sort of explanation during that whole fight sequence, I think, got a bit fuzzy, and we just kind of got lost in crazy bayonetta style like uh, action sequences. Like it, it's it's one of it's visually. I, I'm I'm not. This is not hyperbolic. I think it's visually one of the most stunning things ever put on screen in like cinema history it looks like a fight taking place in a kaleidoscope yes plus inception yes like it's rotating hallways it's unbelievable it's 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 probably the most psychedelic thing that humans have ever made like no at no point has a has a studio had this much money putting this much into making something look as psychedelic as possible trippy yeah, like and, 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 there's no and, and, better way to describe it than trippy. The way the buildings morph and mutate into gears and yeah. and crushing scenes change. <laughs> I, I need to watch that in slow motion. Like I have no clue what was the scene where they're sort of running down the street. It's sort of on an angle, and they're running sort of in a in a big crosswalk, and then all of a sudden the camera shifts, and then it like the it's gravity like changes. isometric almost like it just like shifts like the triangles are sliding and oh yeah and they're the the minions are more powerful so they're just able to like change where the angles of the prism are so that cars don't hit them and stuff yeah um that that all that stuff i think is just to serve a cool action scene um i think it gets it's a little more like it's a little more sizzle than it is steak at that point yeah it's fair but it's it's a lot of sizzle (laughs) <laughs> you had to introduce a whole lot of concepts, and the best way to introduce, I think, these big concepts is by, you know, introducing them and in a really simple and clear way, and and really driving it home. Yeah, like yeah, really and, and holding our hand through. Which it. to to me, I think, is why I, I I preferred the the reverse action sequence that we got uh, a little later, where. With the apple, everything everything is getting turned backwards, and they're still sort of pulling people out and dodging stuff. And oh yeah, yeah, on the street in Hong Kong, yeah, I, that I thought was that, co- I very thought, cool. I, I thought that had more like context and weight to it, um, and more implications for like every all the characters involved. Like I knew at no point was Mordo and Strange going to get killed in that giant mirror battle. Like you, you this is just a mortal like a sweet Mortal Kombat level. It's just. They're just dancing, basically. Mortal Kombat might not have been a good example because <laughs> someone dies in that. But <laughs> in, in, like we have Benedict Wong, who's like him, you know, as, as Wong. Yeah, just and, Wong. And there's just scenes that have much more implications towards in, in that reverse sequence, and I think it's that might be a scene people might overlook when they, like, they look at that big sequence as the they make a joke out of it. Do they? The 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 next line, he's like, oh, yeah. right? He's like breaking. 
breaking the laws of physics. Yeah. I know. And he's like, well, don't stop now. Um, <laughs> let's do some spoilers before we wrap here. Uh, let's get into spoilers so I can air my stinger problems. <laughs> so, stinger issues. The the final like the third act, the whole reverse time was I thought the best part of the entire film. I love the lead up to it. it was just like, hey, let's go save Hong Kong. They step out of the portal. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's already everyone's dead. We too late. <laughs> Benedict Wong has been stabbed through the gut, and we got it. Yeah, what are we going to do here? Like that's sort of reminded me of Watchmen a little bit, where yeah. you know the bad guys already. They've By the way, won. we've we've already done what we we didn't tell you what we were going to do. We just went and did it. Like, we already took over the world, by the way, and, like, while you were getting ready to fight us. Yeah, we've already opened the portal. Yeah, while you did, like, a rousing speech to, like, get the troops together, we just took over the world already. And, like, those giant molecules floating through Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought that the the scene with this Dormammu guy... Um, the loop? The, the, the time loop scene. Um, what do you guys think of this? Loved it. I thought it was great. Super smart. I wasn't quite so sold because you you haven't shown me that uh, Cumberbatch or Strange is committed enough to literally put himself through the hell of dying over and over, yeah, over and over again. Like he, yes, he knows that he'll come back, but he doesn't know what kinds of cruelties this guy will subject him to. So, uh, how many times, really? How many times did he die? It goes like Edge of Tomorrow on you there, if, doesn't if it? If it was like, uh, well, I'm thinking... I, I I'm think an, inf- an infinite number. I think I'm the, wondering the number if it's is, like it's the infinite. Groundhog Day, like if it's 10,000 years, you know? And how many times does Dormammu have to well, Dorma- suffer that loop it's, before it's, he goes crazy? It's infinite, and that's why Dormammu steps down. He, he says, well, I'll be here. For, if it's a loop, then I, I, I... Not like I will be here forever. I am here forever. Like, I'm already here forever. So he, Oh, yeah, because he, he's outside of time. Exactly. So when he introduces time to the whole situation, it's, it's, he's going to be there infinitely. So he has literally no choice but to, like, step down. And this is what I didn't know is that um, Caecilius also just leaves when Dormammu's like, all right, I'm, I'll stop taking over Earth. See ya. Caecilius... We don't even see him again. No, Caecilius and his gang get, get sucked up, up and, and away. they get uh, added to the molecules. Okay, they, they get turned into. That was like, part of the deal. Strange said, "Take, yeah, your, take your lackeys or whatever." Okay, yeah. I, to- I, to- I know that was accolades. Okay, I-, I totally missed that, and there's a good reason that I totally missed that because something insane went down in my theater. Oh, as, oh of oh, course, oh. you need to have events. Did you go into the mirror? Um, uh, by the way, Dormammu is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. So there's, a, there's a lot of theories. Amazing. It was leftover cuts from uh, when he played the dragon smile. Oh, oh no. shit. <laughs> there's a, there, there are a lot of theories that Dormammu is just uh, a mirror version of Stephen Strange. Like his, Interesting. The, uh, the uh, fallout from what he's done manipulating time He's actually oh. caused. Ooh, I love it. Dorn- I fucking Dormammu. love it. I love it. That that is actually really good. And because he exists in the dark dimension, which is outside of time, oh, man. he's already been created. I mean, what a really so. what a really bold choice for a third act. Like to have the, the the climax of the movie involve this weird scene where you're talking to a giant head and like <laughs> philosophizing, like prism, with it. yeah, prismatic, like like doing like weird thought experiments with a fucking giant head. Like what? <laughs> Zordon. Yeah, like that's that's a really interesting way to take this. Like you know, the, the, like let's take this movie in a crazy direction, all like even further from where we're. Like, I, I got to give this movie credit. I really like that. Um, 
so I had no idea what happened in the last five minutes because an insane drunk or stone dude in the front of the audience, like, he started yelling shit out, like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck? And what? so at first I thought, oh, he's tripping out. But then all of a sudden he stood up and turned around to the theater. This isn't funny. Um, and, he, and he said, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. What? Yeah, and he said, if anyone touches my girlfriend, this is my girlfriend, if you touch her, I'm going to fucking kill everybody in here. And then he rambled nonsense, and then at that point, when his girlfriend found, like, oh, he's threatening everyone, she just bolts out of the room, out of the theater, and then he follows her. And then our the- uh, my theater was, we were in shock. Like, I could feel Jesus. the pulses yeah. of everyone in the theater. And I could read everyone's mind, and they were all thinking of Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. It's like pe- people threatening movie theaters Insane. is the scariest thing so, that I think of now. Pretty confident saying that no one in my theater knew what happened in the last five minutes of this movie. Wow. Um, I, I, I had chills, like like ice pumping through my veins, for real. Uh, yeah. And I, I still have, I'm kind of rattled with it. Like, this movie yeah, will Jesus. forever be associated with a bizarre uh, experience in the theater for me, unfortunately. Where a guy didn't pull out a gun in your theater. I'm fucking glad I live in Canada, man. Um, so, Mordo's the new bad guy. So, in one of the stingers, because there were two stingers. I thought which this is the standard <laughs> now, I guess. There are always... A there's, tiny little stinger at the very end, um, and they move the stinger like yeah. There's two. There's mid credit and and, yeah, and post credits. Yeah, yeah, but I thought his arc was actually kind of cool. Mordos, like uh, he's so trite and like but overplayed. You, you never get the sense that 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 Strange and Mordo connect fully as friends. So, and I throughout the whole movie, I'm like, why aren't they like fully broing out? Like they're kind of like they're they're almost they're trying to be bros, but they're kind of bouncing off. And then like oh, like they like they have fundamental disagreements, and now like oh nice. Okay. Well, now we get into like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, dude. At least they tried. At least they didn't do like and Mordo's all of a sudden a dick. Like, <laughs> well, he could just become a human, and that's. I don't know. I don't think we need him as another villain. So you didn't like that stinger with Benjamin Bratt, who was the the sort of like ends like a catalyst to kick off the whole story, right? He could he was paralyzed and he can walk again. And they, I guess, he's taking away all of the sorcerer's powers. He's hunting down so the, Je- this, the last of the Jedi. Is, is that this, what? No, it's Mordo's Highlander. Doing? Like, does he think it's Highlander? <laughs> is that how sorcerers work? <laughs> I think I, it seems to be the case, or is it like uh, the guy from Heroes season one? Um, so we got also got a stinger with Thor. <laughs> oh, good, so good! So I good. thought this was really amazing. It, it's really great to see Thor back because we haven't seen him and since Avengers. Was, was Taika involved in this? He directed that. He directed that amazing. Stinger? You could yeah. tell that something was going on. So is that going to show up in Thor Ragnarok? Though? Oh yeah, yeah. I have Taika to had guys. free reign. No, I, no, that's why so, I'm so excited so for Steven, Ragnarok. So Stephen Strange is in Thor Ragnarok? No. Well, no, that's oh, no. what I'm questioning because... That's what Michael was asking. That's what I'm asking because there were set photos of Loki and Thor in New York looking for Odin. So, oh. so Maybe? Maybe. This is this is like, taking well, place he, during Ragnarok. Okay, yeah, because so he does it, say, it, I can help you find Exactly. Let me help, it's, let it's, me help it you, seems yeah. like Strange is like, I'm going to be personally invested in like finding your dad. Because I need to get Loki the fuck out of my city. Which is, we haven't, since Thor the Dark World in 2013, Odin is gone. Like, Loki is on the throne, yeah. like, approached, like, looking like Odin. Like, with some weird shimmering visual. Yeah, pretending magic. to be Odin, yeah. 
Yeah. He's got his glamour. He's got his yeah. Um Yeah. I thought that the uh the tie to the Infinity Stones is good. We're reminding everyone yeah, yeah. we're that still headed. Still that, coming. that was yeah. nice because I, I, I didn't really think about that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is shit. It's magic. And then at the end when Benedict Wong is just like, well, it's a little too soon for you to be w- w- walking around with an Infinity Stone around your neck. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. Those, yeah, that, those things. <laughs> when, when is that supposed to be? Is that 2019, 2020? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. So, guys, let's put some scores on this. Uh, I think we've really cracked this one open. We folded Doctor Strange like back in on itself. Yeah, we have put our brains... I oh, think man. we have joined our brains into like one... <laughs> You guys, you guys have helped me elevate my score from an 8.0 to an 8.5. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. um, I'm just wondering if you guys are going 9s. That's that's what I want to know. No, I went 8.5 on this, and I'm sticking with it. Um, I, it's a great film, but I think that I have a, a few nitpicky things that have that won't let me put, give it a 9 exactly. So I, I'm happy with it, 8.5. Mm-hmm. Still a strong outing. Uh, great film. I will definitely watch this again. I'm actually thinking of going and seeing it again in theater. Yeah, because I'm going tomorrow. It's it's a ride. It's totally worth seeing in in, in theater for sure. Yeah, more and than it, once. And it doesn't, yeah. as we said, doesn't feel like a comic book movie. I think anyone could fall in love with this movie if they're yeah. just an action or sci-fi nerd. Not even just if you like good movies. Yeah, Red, Michael. You guys I, don't know, do you? Uh, I'm going nine, I think. Wow. Ooh. I was flying. It's been a long time since I've stepped out of a theater and just been like, I am pumped. I am energized because that used to happen to me all the time. And so when I was walking to my car to go to drive home, I was doing magic with my hands. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying, I you didn't have your ring. You couldn't open the portal. I was trying to do portal. my sling ring, but it didn't work. Damn. Uh, make a sling ring. I wish I could say Etsy, the same. Go buy one. I, I was rattled from the... Yeah, no, Bizarre that sucks, man. Huge, that, huge. Put a, yeah, um, that's really bad, a weird dude. sting on the end of the movie. But too. I just had a goofy smile on my face for oh. so much of this movie. Oh, I wanted it. yeah, so, absolutely. Red. I got to give it... Uh, I don't... I There's no wrong answer here, I man. love it a lot. And it's going to be one of those movies, like, I'm not going to give it a nine. But you're probably going to give it a nine a year from now. Nine nine and up is like award-winning films, you know? Yeah. And I don't... Maybe for you. I, I <laughs> no, don't. That's, that's <laughs> a fact. I just... Yeah. I love this movie, so I'm, i got to give it the eight and a half. Um, 8.75. If you could, right? <laughs> if you could. If that was a thing. Oh, guys, go see Doctor Strange in... In 3D, in 2D, whatever you can do, just go see it in the theater. 3D. Doctor Strange is the second best Marvel movie, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's easy to, for everyone to agree. It's among the very best. It's, it's a contender. War, I mean, is uh, Winter Soldier your top? No, Iron Man 1. Ah. This, is uh, to me, is better than Winter Soldier. I don't know if you guys... It's different. I think, I, I, I think, think it works even better. It, um, yeah, it's a departure from all the other Marvel movies, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, it's in wide release now. It's everywhere, folks. If you see it and you agree or disagree with our takes, please email verticalviewing at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. Or tweet us. Professor Strange. Strange. Um, it's just refreshing uh, to have a new Marvel character. I, 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 lo- I can't wait to see. It's Doctor Strange will return is what it said on the screen. And I said, they're going to make a Doctor Strange 2? Wicked. <laughs> yeah. 
Wicked. Yeah, if if they can repeat oh. the... Well, now they'll have a chance to tell more story because they won't have to give us the back. I love right? it. I'm almost excited for that movie more than any other Marvel movie. Like, Guardians, whatever. It's too cutesy. This is sick. And they pulled it off so well. Mm. Um, I just want to go train now. You want to do cool? When can I get a magic yeah. staff whip Like, is thing? it Tai Chi? Do we have to learn Tai Chi? You don't know. Falun, Falun Gong. That's why they try to crack Ooh. that down because they don't want them escaping China. Oh, okay. Um, next week, or actually coming later this week... <laughs> On the show, we're reviewing Hacksaw Ridge from Mel Gibson. Uh, I think this might be a crazy review. We might have some disagreements over this one. Some differing opinions. uh, I'm just going to throw this in now, and I'll probably bring it up again when we review it. I love how they didn't say that it was Mel Gibson directing in all of the marketing. It's brought to you from the director director of Braveheart and... The and, then, of the and then at the end of my screening, there was a couple people behind me. <gasps> Loudest breathers ever, by the way. Oh, no. But they're just like, oh, Mel Gibson did oh, this. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we can talk about that on the way to voting for Trump. <laughs> um, so you can follow me uh, at Scott Wilson BC. Uh, I'm at Jared underscore Sergeant. Uh, that's with two L's for Scott Wilson, guys. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm at Michael R. Lind on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a ghost of Jim Finch. That's right. You can follow the show at Vertical Viewing on Twitter, on Instagram, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Like I said, email us. Let us know what you think of Professor Strange. Uh, go to verticalviewing.com. That donate button is super shiny. It's super nice. Yeah. Just stick your old finger on it. Hit the button. Yeah, donate some dough. Yeah, see what happens. You can help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. What happens is you'll make us smile. It will. It really will. We'll put it, it on. Uh, it warms Instagram. the hearts. Yes. Uh, you know, helps us offset those costs. Carve out a piece of the internet. Deliver it to you every week. Uh, you can also go to iTunes. You can give us your favorite shrimp recipe. Some sort of seafood barbecue shrimp deliciousness. Um, some paella. Yeah, Keep, mm. leave us a five-star rating uh, and review. Tell us about your favorite shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts, folks? I can't wait to yeah. see this for the second time tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Feels, Actually, yeah. it feels like I won't fall asleep when I rewatch this uh, eight <laughs> months from now. I'm looking forward to... Like every like Marvel movie. <laughs> Marvel Studios to come. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more more magic in the Marvel Universe. Nice. All right, well, thanks for coming on, Mike Green. Thanks for having me. I guess we'll see you next year for, like, Guardians 2. Or or tomorrow at work. It's been nice. One of the two. Oh, yeah, cool. (laughs) All righty. That should do it, kids. Thank you for tuning in. And as always. What? Well, you can do, like, the first line of magic beams always appear you keep it vertical you keep it vertical whatever that means